0: Hello, I'm Billy, and this is the Unlock Your Child's Full Potential podcast, where we discuss how to give our children a head start in life and teach them some basic principles of success that will serve them well in adult life. This podcast is about the lessons that are often not taught in school, and it's up to us as parents to shine the light and coach our kiddos. Things like building their confidence, developing integrity, and a strong work ethic, shaping a worldview. It will also be about cultivating emotional intelligence skills, money mindset, personal growth habits, to name a few. I'm a mom three young girls, and my mission is to raise them to be good humans, happy and fulfilled adults. Join me on my quest to learn more ways to parent with intent and raise thriving kids. I'm here to create a space where you feel supported and inspired to bring these lessons into your home and try them out. Let's dive in. Hi guys, I wanted to drop a short solo episode here to thank you for your support and for the messages you sent me to tell me how much you were inspired to try the parenting tools we discussed in the first two episodes. Because many of you mentioned that having a loving and trusting relationship with your kids is a top priority. I decided to use our time this week to share a few simple and effective tools I use to create an environment where my girls feel safe and supported and how I make them feel seen, heard and loved. Of course, we have our ups and downs. We have times when we feel disconnected and out of sync. But I know I just have to get back to my connection blueprint for the tools I'm going to share with you to practice and our relationship will improve considerably soon after. But remember, these are not single tasks to tick off our to-do list, but rather ongoing practices to adopt for the long term. So, here are my 5 tools for improving our relationship with our children. Number 1 is, make deposits in your child's emotional bank account. Relationships are like bank accounts. An emotional bank account is an account of trust instead of money. When your trust level is high because you've made a lot of deposits, communication is almost effortless. Then, when you make mistakes or offend your child unexpectedly, you draw on that reserve and the relationship still maintains a solid level of trust. But when debits outnumber credits, the connection decreases, trust diminishes, respect goes down, and misbehavior rises. Our most precious relationships, the ones with our spouse and kids, require constant investment in the emotional bank account. We make deposits when we hug our kids, when we play with them, when we spend time on something they want to do, when we listen intently to the stories they share about their day. Also, when we follow through on what we say and keep our commitments, when we apologize after we make a mistake, which we inevitably do sometimes. I don't know about you but my parents never apologized to me when I was little. I might have sensed that they regret the way they handled the situation, but their approach was not to speak of it again and wait until the issue is forgotten. With my kids, I make it a practice to apologize shortly after I make a mistake and explain that I too am a work in progress and we are in this together and we'll figure it out. Examples of withdrawals from the emotional bank account are yelling, threatening, Which, by the way, is any kind of if-then statement. For example, when you say, if you don't finish your homework, you won't be allowed to watch TV. This is a threat. Which is not to say that you should let them watch TV before they do their homework, but you should choose a better way to deliver this message to them, without using threats. Maybe something like, you know it's important to finish your homework first. We do our job first, and then comes the entertainment. Some other examples of withdrawals are shaming, name-calling, the silent treatment, and also being constantly busy or distracted when your kids seek your attention. The second tool I use is called pause buttons. When we are faced with a challenging situation, like your kid spilling a glass of water on your papers for a third time this week, or siblings fighting and hitting each other, we can either react and erupt like a volcano, Or take a moment and be intentional in our response. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. How big you make it and what you fill it with is up to you. Try inserting a pause button in that space. Put your hand on your heart, take a breath, and give yourself a minute to think. Think about your intention at the moment. Find a healthy intention that will guide you in your response once you're ready to engage. You might want to teach, to show love to encourage, to empower, to educate, to problem-solve, or to simply respect your own limits. Unhealthy intentions that may come to mind but we don't want to engage with are to control, to show who's boss, to not let them win, to hurt, to scare them into compliance, to intimidate, to want to be liked, or to avoid conflict. Here I want to emphasize that reacting is a habit and you have probably been doing it for years. With time, you can change this to responding. It takes time. Be patient with yourself. Slow down and practice using pause buttons until you make it a habit. Tool number three is to listen to your kids and acknowledge their emotions. Listen with an open heart and patience. This does wonders to our relationship with our kids and their ability to trust us. Encourage them to communicate their feelings including sadness, fear, or anger. Feelings are neither right nor wrong. They just are. Our job is to listen and encourage the kids to communicate as much as they can and want with us. Empathize and let them know that their feelings make sense. Be curious. Be present. Resist the urge to fix things. Teaching will come later. Tool number four. Acknowledge your kids and their little wins. In our attempt to raise successful children, we pay too much attention to the areas they need improvement. We correct them and then move to the next thing they need to get better at. It can be worrying for our little ones. Make it a practice to catch them behaving well, doing something right, being kind and generous, and then encourage them. State what they are doing that you love. Any win, no matter how insignificant it may seem, is worth celebrating. Small wins lead to even bigger ones later. Give kudos for the strong effort your kids put into their work rather than the outcome. The effort in itself is a small win. I want to give you a few examples of small victories that I made notice of these last few days and my girls were so proud of. My oldest and my middle one constantly fight and tease each other. And the whole thing often ends with someone being hit and running to me in tears. But the other day, I heard them yelling in their room, and to my surprise, the younger sister just took her things and moved to the living room, putting an end to the quarrel. What a win. She let herself and her sister cool down, and that was enough. I'm sure there was an even better way to handle the situation, to stand up for herself, to state how she feels and what she wants, and let her older sister do the same, so they're able to create a win-win. But that's a process. She's seven now, and it's enough that she resolved the conflict in a peaceful way. I made sure we celebrated that. Another example I want to mention is with my youngest one. Wendy is four now. She wants to have my full attention at all times. I might be talking to my husband or in the middle of a conversation on the phone. She just comes, starts talking, and expects me to drop everything and listen to her. I took the time to explain that I need her to come to me, show me that she wants my attention, and wait patiently until I finish talking, instead of interrupting me or pulling my hand and repeating, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. So when yesterday Wendy came running in the kitchen to show me a picture she drew and saw me helping her sister with her homework, I was pleasantly surprised that she took my hand to show me she needed me and patiently waited until I turned to her and asked what I can do for her. Boy, was I proud. And so was she when I pointed it out and told all the other members of our family about her small win. Celebrating these wins can come in all forms and shapes. You can give your child a little gift. You can prepare a special meal. You can plan a sleepover with friends or just acknowledge them. What is important is to show them that you see their effort, that effort is rewarded, and also let them feel the pride in accomplishing something hard. And here I should mention that our perception of losses and wins might be different from our kids. You can ask them what they consider the wins to be and what was challenging for them. My fifth tool that I love, love, love is the regular one-on-one dates with each of my children. Spending one-on-one time with your kids is important. Giving them individual attention is key to helping you develop a healthy relationship. Especially in larger families where setting aside individual time is more challenging, planning one-on-one dates should be a high priority. It will help kids feel loved, seen, and heard. This time should not always involve special activities. Your child may want to do a puzzle with you, or just go out for a walk and tell you about her week. The main idea is to ask her what she wants to do and let her have her way with you. Make sure you're mentally present. Put your phone away and give your child your complete attention, engaging in a healthy interaction during your time together, regardless of what you're doing. One-on-ones could be anything. They don't have to cost anything. They can even be spontaneous. But it's better to plan them so you can make sure they happen. Setting a recurring appointment on your calendar can help. Make sure to pick an activity that doesn't include electronics. This is your chance to really talk, laugh, and communicate. If the TV is on or a game is on, your attention would be focused on the screen instead of on each other. If you would like to receive more ideas on fun activities to engage in during your one-on-one meetings, DM me on Instagram and I'll send you a whole list. Just check the show notes and you'll know where to find me. Okay guys, that was my connection blueprint that I go to when I need a reminder of how to make my girls feel seen and loved. Let me know if you have some other great ideas on how to improve your relationship with your children. I'm always excited to try new things. Thank you so much for listening and letting me be a part of your day. If you enjoyed this episode or the show in general, please share it with a friend and help me reach more moms around the world. I would also appreciate it if you consider leaving me a review. Reviews are literally the lifeblood of a podcaster and help me so much. Don't forget to subscribe so you get notified when a new episode drops. See you next week!